Welcome to the Spiritual Life Management Podcast, where we help you bring balance in your life and live to your fullest potential with your host, Gretchen Smith. Thank you everyone for joining me. I have a fun and insightful guest on the show today, Nadia Last. Nadia leads transformational work through one-to-one mentorship, group work, human design readings, and training, as well as community healing events. She also hosts a podcast. She's a fellow podcaster. She unpacks the changing energetic currents of our collective consciousness called The Current. So you'll have to check her out on The Current. Nadia is also pursuing a master's degree in marriage and family therapy from the Wright Institute in Berkeley, California. Welcome, Nadia. I love that introduction, <laughs> partly because I wrote it, but <laughs> well, you nailed it. Oh, thanks for having me on, Gretchen. It's such a joy to be in your presence. Oh, absolutely. I feel the same. I'm so excited for today's conversation. We are going to talk about some really fun stuff. And before we kick it off and get into the role of it, Nadia, can you just tell us a little, a little bit about your background and just a little bit about how you got into human design and what human design is? Absolutely. So for those listening, of which there may be many, who have never heard of human design before, I hadn't either about three years ago. I was sort of dabbling in astrology. I was working in a corporate job at the time. Um, it's something that Gretchen and I, we, we share the threads of that same story of, of working in the corporate world and just, um, it was a very soul emptying job. I had, you know, I was on the threshold of success as how I defined it at that moment in my life. And yet I felt really empty and it wasn't fulfilling to me. And I was really baffled. I was just scratching my head thinking, you know, this is what I always wanted. This is what I've been working my whole life so hard to get to. And yet, why do I feel so upside down when I head into work? And why am I feeling less and less motivated? So I was turning to all these different tools of alternative healing. I was just getting into energy work at the time. And Gretchen, I know that you're a Reiki master. So it was just blowing me away that I would go into a session with this practitioner and she would be able to feel exactly what I was feeling, even though I didn't say anything. I was starting to get into astrology. And then I had a friend text me and say, you know, I think human design is waiting for you when you're ready. And this is a friend that I met through the corporate world, but she's deeply intuitive. And I remember getting that text a few years ago and looking at my phone and my entire body felt prickly, tingly, and it was this, I, I've honestly never felt this before. And it was like this, it, like this knowing within my body, like this is for you to study. And so I just threw myself into the study of this system. And for anybody who is now Googling what human design is, <laughs> it's actually really hard to get information about the system. So I started listening to podcasts. I started reading books. I started following people on Instagram and I was in the throes of self-study for a couple years. And I just started doing readings for friends because the information that I found in the system was so profoundly transformational for me that I just wanted to share it with everyone. And it's actually in my chart that I need to build these sort of like relationships with people and, and share intimately. And so it's, it's very well suited to how I'm, you know, designed, so to speak. 
what my energetic makeup is. And uh, as I started giving readings to friends and family, they started telling people and they started telling people. And and thus my sort of passion project was born. I started uh, a human design business, which is kind of wild to say out loud. So I did that while I was in the corporate world. And it grew very organically until about a year ago, I, I quit my job, I took the leap. And I'm, you know, as Gretchen said, back in school to become a therapist. But what I love about human design, it's basically a system of energy. And it's so, so nuanced. So for those who are interested in the Enneagram or Myers-Briggs, which I was into all of the different self-help personality tests, the difference between those and human design, human design is it's not subjective. It's not based on your own like answering of questions because our understanding of ourselves can be somewhat flawed. It's based on the exact moment that you're born. And even saying that out loud, it's like, how can that be fully explained? And I always tell people human design is not a system that you need to believe in. It's not a religion. Just enter your birth information, read about your energy, and see if it has value for you for how you can better understand yourself. So Gretchen, I'm not sure if that answered your question. Let me know if if there's anything missing there. It answered my question. And I just, I'm just taking it all in. First of all, I want to go back to discovering your purpose. That's what I call it anyhow. What an amazing story as to how you came about human design. I mean, that is just the universal gift of finding your purpose right there. It's just so impactful. Yes. So special. And I love the fact that human design is so specific. And as you said, you know, just see if it resonates with you. See, you know, see what aligns for you with it, that it's not a religion or anything of that nature. So that is really cool. Can you get into a little bit more specific information regarding human design and what it encompasses? Absolutely. So at its core, Human design describes the aspects that basically make up who you innately are. And so I guess another way of saying that is that we all have our core essence that we come into this lifetime with. And from a spiritual nature, you know, we have this soul that comes into human bodies in this lifetime. And so my human body is Nadia. Gretchen, you have your human body as Gretchen. Yes. And human design kind of spells out what are the unique gifts that you're born into in this lifetime. And the mystical quality of the system is that, you know, there's energy on the planet every single day that's shifting and changing. So we're kind of imbued with the energy that's on the planet at the moment that we're born. And all of that to say, human design spells out very specifically, what are your gifts? How do you communicate? How does your energy work and how is it meant to interact with the world? And it draws from four ancient esoteric wisdom systems that humans have been using for centuries to better understand themselves. It's part Western astrology. It's part Hindu chakra system. So the wheels of energy that move through our bodies. Mm -hmm. It's part Jewish Kabbalah tree of life. And then finally, it's part Chinese I Ching, the book of changes, which is one of the oldest books on the planet. So human design isn't actually completely new information. It just synthesizes these, these different systems on top of each other. And that's why it's so specific and so tactical. So I'll give you an example. Okay. I'm born on April 13th. I'm an Aries sun. But the specific flavor of Aries energy that I'm born under is called the gate of growth. 
And so I'm here to facilitate growth for people and be a catalyst for change in all aspects of life. And just reading that in my chart, I had these goosebumps because I was working in a corporate job. But if I was honest with myself, my favorite part of my job was my one-on-ones and mentorship and working with people. And it kind of like awakened this dormant dream within me where I was like, if I could quit my job or retire tomorrow and have all financial worries taken care of, which is such a great kind of um, framework or journal prompt for people wondering what their purpose is. Mm -hmm. My answer was that I wanted to be a therapist and I could see why I wanted to be a therapist so clearly in my chart, which kind of gave me the courage to take the leap. Oh, I love that. I love that. The ability to get little nuggets about yourself to help you better understand or take a leap of faith or what to look out for. That's just amazing. Yeah. And it just, the experience that I have giving readings for people, I've given over 400 readings now, and I've had quite a handful of of skeptics, people who come into the reading who are like, listen, I don't know how I feel about this and I might poke holes in it. And I'm like, that's totally fine. I'm not here to convince anyone of anything. And so people will come in and, and every single person leaves being like, whoa, I can't believe that you're a complete stranger giving me a reading. And yet you've described how it feels to be in my body with so much nuance and specificity. So that's kind of what, you know, I'm still surprised that I'm doing human design readings and that I'm kind of in this field. And yet it's kind of the gift that keeps on giving. That's so cool. And just to clarify, this does not have to do with an astrology reading, so to speak. It's taking all of these aspects together, and you're not a psychic. It's really taking all of these aspects together combined with your birth information down to the hour and the minutes and coming up with your unique design pattern, correct? Correct. Yep. So I get this question all the time, Gretchen, so it's perfect that you asked. It doesn't change. Your human design stays constant. So even if you went through a period of life where you really didn't feel like yourself, you were in the wrong friend group or the wrong job, your human design is always telling you, like, this is your greatest potential. This is what your soul really wants in this lifetime. And so there, even though I I am a very intuitive sort of guide within this system, Mm -hmm. what I share in my readings will stay constant regardless of who you work with to understand your human design. Right. I'm glad you clarified that just so that the audience understands. Okay. And there are several different types of, I guess, human design um, aspects, correct? There are generators, there are manifestors from what I understand. I don't know much about it, but I do know that. I love that you know that. And that's kind of the first thing that people know. And I wanted to answer a part of your other question. You asked if it uh, if it's based on an astrology reading. And astrology is a very cool tool, but it's more general. And human design draws from astrology. It's just much more specific. So that's one of the aspects that it draws from. But back to your question about energy types, this is kind of the first thing that people get into when they start researching human design. And I remember when I you know, first looked up my chart, my friend was like, I'm a manifesting generator. I'm this multi-passionate doer and creator. And I was like, ooh, cool. I looked up mine and I was a projector. And projectors are non-energy types. And projectors are here to guide and see and sort of guide the process rather than doing all the doing themselves. And when I was working in my corporate job, I found that out and I was like, wait a second, like I want all the energy. What the heck? (laughs) But deep down in my body, I was like, you know, 
this really does feel right. If I'm honest with myself, I much prefer to guide other people as they're working and to give advice than working myself into, you know, uh, exhaustion, which is definitely where I was at that point. It was corporate burnout and fatigue. So um, finding out about my energy type was kind of the first portal in, as, as it is for many, to just better understand my energy. So there are five energy types. The first energy type is projectors, which I talked about. That's mm -hmm. about 20% of the population. And these people are very wise about how other people should use their energy. And, you know, there are all different lanes of life that projectors see differently than other people. Projectors see what needs to get done. And so all a projector wants in this lifetime is for people to recognize them and ask them, what's your perspective here? What do you see? And for projectors, in order to be in their power, they need to measure their worth, not by how much they do in a day, but by how well they see. Does that make sense, Gretchen? It makes absolute sense. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, if I knew what my spouse's um, type, energy type was, or you know how they operated... That would be so awesome to know how to better communicate and have a better relationship with the individual. Absolutely. And it's one of my favorite things in the world to do relationship readings for business partners, for romantic relationships, also family readings. Human design is meant to be learned and understood in community because you start to recognize there's nothing wrong with this person that I keep trying to make more like me. They just aren't like me. Right. And that sort of permission, it, honestly, it's dramatic to say, but my partner, when I first started getting into human design, he, he wasn't very spiritual at the time. He was rolling his eyes at me. He's like, oh God, here we go. <laughs> and I have to say, even now he's like, Nadia, this has saved our relationship. Like this, the level of love and respect that this system has given us words for is just like, it, it's so funny because he'll now use the language. He's like, Nadia, I'm gate of ordering again, which is his top gift, which Gretchen and my partner share. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's a great observation, Gretchen. Oh my goodness. So that was so the first cool. energy type. Okay. But should we go into the rest of them? Yes, please. I'm sure everybody wants to, to learn about it a little bit. Get an overview. Awesome. Now, a high level overview. And if you don't know what your type is, just head to any free human design site. I like mybodygraph.com and enter your information and see what it spits out so you can follow along. So projectors are 20% of the population. The next type is called a manifester. And manifestors are only 8 to 9% of the population. And these folks are similar to projectors in that they don't have all the energy to do, do, do. Manifestors are here to get things started. They have a very, very impactful aura when they enter a room. They're kind of like the cue ball on a pool table. They just kind of like shake things up. So manifestors have this very powerful aura and they have everything within them to get things started. And it's very different than how all of the different, the other energy types work because all of the other energy types need to sort of wait for something, which we'll get into. But projectors need to wait to be invited in, to be recognized, to share their perspective, which, you know, a great example of this is this podcast, Gretchen, you invited me in to speak here. So that's energetically correct for me. Manifestors need no invitation. They just step into a room. They're like, we got to get things going. And it can be very intimidating to be around a manifestor because you just feel initiated or activated in some way. So manifestors are incredible. They're here to be the leaders. They're here to have a vision and they're here to basically tell people what to do and delegate. So that's manifestors. And then 
our next energy types comprise 70% of the planet. There are two in here. There are generators, of which Gretchen, you are a generator. Okay. And there are manifesting generators. Now, our generators, there are so many of them on the planet because we need you all to power up our life force. You are building and doing and creating. And Gretchen, you use this energy to, to do this podcast. You know, there, you have so many different episodes and to build your business. And you use this energy in the corporate world. You have, when you're really lit up about what you're doing, you get more energy doing it, which yes. allows you to really sustain long creative hours of work. I'll pause there. Does that feel like you? It does. And then I feel exhausted. <laughs> and then you feel exhausted, exactly. <laughs> because but I'm pouring you, everything into it. Yes. And then ideally you can fall into bed and fall asleep basically immediately. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. So if you're listening and you're a generator or a manifesting generator and you're like, I don't know if this is me. Like I feel really tired. You're basically supposed to find the things in life that really give you energy. What feels energizing in your life? And you're meant to sort of um, flow into those activities more so than not. So the difference between the two, though, generators are more singular focused. They like to do one thing at a time, whereas manifesting generators have like 10 tabs open at once, and they like to be pulled into multiple directions and change course. The joke is that manifesting generators have like five books on their bedside table, and they don't finish any of them, and they kind of each day read a different book. Oh, that's funny. I'm knowing some people that match these descriptions that we're talking about. <laughs> so fun. Awesome. <laughs> and then for you, Gretchen, you kind of want to be left in creative flow for a singular thing at a time and really have like six uninterrupted hours to dive deep into whatever it is that you're creatively inspired by. That's great. Yeah, that sounds about right. Cool. And then our last energy type is called a reflector. And reflectors are very rare. They're 1% of the population. And just a nuance, if, if you're more familiar with human design, there are these shapes when you're looking at the chart. And the shapes that you have colored in are the centers or wheels of energy that you have consistent access to. And if you're a reflector and you look up your chart, every single shape in your chart will be white, meaning reflectors take in so much energy from the world around them. They're connected to uh, our communal health. They can step into a room and feel everything that everybody else is feeling. And so our reflectors are meant to be at the center of our communities, helping us understand how are things going? Are people in the right roles? Who's unhappy? And just as a fun side note, um, I know a handful of reflectors, including one of my closest friends, and every single one of them is a yoga instructor, interestingly, because it's all about communal healing, like being at the center of the room and feeling What's the stretch that everybody needs right now? What's the pose that everybody needs right now? What a beautiful gift though. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. They're really special. Yes. It sounds like it. Absolutely. So those are our five energy types. And that's just kind of the first foray into human design. So you'll see if you start to research it, a lot of information out there about the five energy types, but then there are profiles and the way that you make decision, your inner decision-making authority and your gifts and your channels. And there's just so, so, so much more. And that's why I'm in love with this system. It's kind of a lifelong study and a lifelong integration process. Oh, it sounds like it. Absolutely. It sounds like it could go very deep and get very detailed. 
Yes, absolutely. But just starting with the energy types is a perfect way to start, which I guess I'll just say for the five energy types, each one of them has a strategy for how they're meant to live in the world. So projectors are meant to wait for the invitation and wait to be invited in uh, to share their perspective. They're not meant to chase down everybody in their life and give unsolicited advice, of which I was very guilty for many years. Manifestors are uh, meant to basically initiate and get things started. And they're also their strategy for how to live in the world is to inform everybody what they're up to because manifestors are always cooking up a new plan and hatching a new idea. And so because they're so self-contained in their ability to get things started, they have to inform the people in their lives, hey, this is what I'm up to. You can come, you don't have to come. I'm not asking for permission, but this is what's happening. And then our generator and manifesting generator friends are uh, including you, Gretchen. The only thing that you have to do because your aura is so magnetic and you're always pulling new opportunities to you is to drop into your body and respond. Ask your body, do I have the energy for this or not? Do I feel lit up by this opportunity or not? And your body will just sort of lead you and guide you moment by moment. And then our reflectors, our 1% of the population, um, they are meant to actually wait an entire month before making a decision, which sounds really wild. But because they're taking in so much energy from other people, if they make decisions too quickly, they'll be basically um, making a decision based on somebody else versus themselves. And so every reflector that I talk to, I'm like, this sounds wild that you have to wait an entire month. Does this resonate with you? And um, every single person is like, you know, this does. It does take me a while to make a decision that I know is correct for me. That is amazing to me. I can't imagine waiting a month, but I understand that there are some people out there that really do need some time to to sit with it a bit. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And it's just, it's very cool. So yeah. What other questions do you have about human design, Gretchen? So I'm just curious, when it comes to pros and cons of how you could live your life, can you give us some examples? I mean, you've already touched on a few, but so I've learned that I am a generator and um, I should basically just wait things, wait for things to come to me, correct? Yeah. So you don't have to initiate in this lifetime. You don't have to go out and try so hard to make things happen. You basically wait for things to come to you and you're always responding. So one example of responding is you're on Instagram and you see a photo uh, from Bali and your entire body is lit up. It's like that same feeling that I had when I saw my friend text me about human design. Mm -hmm. You are constantly, because you're a gut-based decision maker, your gut is kind of like telling you in real time, oh, I'm really excited about this. And if you don't feel that buzzing electricity in your gut or you feel your body kind of contracting, like, uh-uh, I don't want to do that. That's not correct for you. Right. And, you know, it's crazy, but I've lived probably half my life now. And I've just recently, probably in the last maybe four years, learned that about myself, that I need to work with or do whatever lights me up in my life. And had I known many, many years ago that I'm a generator, and I've been operating wrong, it would have been such an easier life for me. Totally. Yeah. I hear so many people. There's, um, I actually call it sometimes the, the human design hangover that people can have, 
when they find out about their design and, and they need time to grieve all the many years that they didn't know that there was a reason they were the way that they were. So, um, but Gretchen, I feel like you found it at the perfect time. And it's so beautiful that over the past several years, you've been listening to your body and listening to your gut. Well, I'm actually trying to do that. That is correct. But with human design, you don't have to wait and you don't necessarily have to listen to your body so much because it sounds like you can give people the information that they need and then they can just tap into it. Totally. Yeah. And it takes some time because, so I've, I've mentioned that Gretchen's a gut-based decision maker. There are many different decision-making authorities is what they're called in human design, but ways that you can tap into your body. We each have a unique one. And, um, yeah, it can take some time to connect with your body because we live in such a fast paced mind based society and we have mind centers in human design, but those are never the places that we make decisions from. It's one of my favorite things about the system, actually, that in order to make the decisions that are correct for you, you always have to drop into your body. And for many of us who are really stressed out, we we don't even know what that means. Like our bodies, and um, it's something that I'm working on a lot, is to ground into this present moment, to connect in with my feet or my calves. And it's so easy for me to get stuck in my mind. Yeah, that that's just another thing is, is learning about your decision-making authority is the first step, but actually hearing it in the present moment, it, it takes some time. Right. Can you take it a step further and talk about more unique, specific details that encompass each individual's makeup? Yeah. So would you like me to talk about just the other aspects of human design? Sure. That would be beautiful. Well, I guess because we're talking about inner authorities, authorities are where we make decisions from. And Gretchen, you're a gut-based decision maker. It's called sacral decision making. It's, it's your womb space, your gut space. You need to drop into that part of your body. You will always have an instantaneous gut instinct about things. And, you know, you use this every day. So you're in a grocery store and your gut is speaking to you. Do I want this piece of fruit or do I want this piece of fruit? Do I want to take a left or a right? Like your gut is always kind of guiding you moment by moment. There's also emotional decision makers. Uh, It's part of their solar plexus, which is where emotional energy is stored. And for our emotional decision makers, it's not correct to make in the moment decisions like you, Gretchen. If you're an emotional decision maker, you need to tap into your moods and they're constantly shifting. So you need to wait things out. You need to ask people in your life, can I sleep on it? Can I let you know in a few days? And then you basically just ride your emotional wave, the high highs and the low lows to know what am I really in the mood to do, even as my moods are shifting. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And just knowing that like my business partner is an emotional decision maker and I'm, I'm pretty instantaneous and I'll have an, an, an idea for her and I'll say, you know, let me know in a week. And she'll be like, well, in this moment, I really feel like doing it. And I'm like, great, let me know over time. The next couple of days go by and she's like, I don't know, I'm feeling not so much into it because her mood has shifted. And then a few days after that, she's like, okay, I actually do want to do it. Let's do it. I love that. And I love that example because it's a great example of how if you're the person that has the knowledge and you know what your partner is, that you can give them time and you can allow that other person to ride her wave or what have you until her emotions settle. Totally. Yes. Because emotional decision makers, they'll have this surge of energy behind things. Like I'm really in the mood to do that right now. But if they make a decision, a split second decision, 
they'll, their mood will often shift so that when that thing comes around two weeks later, they'll wake up in a different mood and be like, why did I agree to do this thing? So helping people ride it out just allows them to not regret the decisions that they make in their lives. Right. That's powerful. Yeah. So that's like, it's like half the population, which is kind of wild. But for you, Gretchen, I could say, okay, I have an idea. Do you want to do this or this? Drop into your gut. Tell me instantaneously. What do you think? And you, you would know. Right. And I've had to make some really big decisions on a daily basis for most of my life. And I, I guess that is one thing that's really helped me with that. Yes. It's such a gift. I, I often get jealous of sacral decision makers because it, it can be really clear if you're connected to your gut. But if you're not, if you're not listening to your gut instincts about things, I've often heard of gut-based decision makers having gut health because their gut is like revolting in some way. And so I wonder if that ever happened to you when you were, you know, living in a less aligned way, Gretchen, throughout your life. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's interesting. So that's, those are two of the decision-making authorities. My authority is called splenic. It's based in my spleen which is responsible for intuition uh, and survival instinct. And so the spleen, like the sacral, like your gut, Gretchen, speaks in the present moment, but it's less of a yes or no, and it's more of a quiet, subtle whisper from the universe. So I'll get these intuitive hits about things when I'm in sessions with people, and they'll be talking about, you know, what happened at work that day, and I'll get this nudge, like, ask about their relationship to motherhood. And I'll just say, you know, what's your relationship with motherhood? And the person will just start crying. And it's just, it's, there's so much that's available to me when I'm listening to the subtle hits that I'm getting in the present moment. Everybody can just tune into different aspects of their body, it sounds like, and gain so much clarity. Totally. Yeah. And it can be simple connecting to our intuition. It's like, I was on a walk the other day and I saw my friend's face pop into my head and I just decided to call her and she was like, this is so weird, Nadia. I had a dream about you last night. And it's those just kind of synchronistic moments that help us to trust what's coming through for us and when. Right, exactly. So if someone was going to have you read their design, what information other than what we've already discussed would you be able to share with them? Yeah, so um, beyond energy type and uh, the different centers that you have defined or undefined, which we didn't get into, I actually kind of want to talk to you, Gretchen, about your undefined mind centers, because I have your chart pulled up, of course, right here, and I always find something to love in everybody's chart. But what I really love about your chart, Gretchen, is that there are two mind centers, um, and both of yours are completely open, meaning there's not anything connected to them. So you are quite literally designed to be open-minded. And this is such a gift when you're podcasting because you can bring on so many different guests to your show and be able to stay open to what are the ideas that they're bringing? What are the thoughts that they're bringing here? And your gift is really being wise about which ideas and thought forms have merit. You're a very, very wise evaluator of other people's ideas. Does that, have you felt that energy before? You know, it has, it has me going back to being in some meetings and some boardrooms, if you will, and being able to tap in and discern just what's going on and what I should really hone in on or not. So I don't want to get into that too much, but definitely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even just sharing at a high level is so helpful because you've, you felt the 
basically what you can do with your open mind is you can almost feel people's thoughts. Like as you're presenting a concept when you were in the corporate world, you could probably feel how people might, like what people might think about what you're presenting and being able to pitch effectively um, because of that. Or, you know, sharing something with a client and being like, I know what you're thinking right now. And here's something that I want to share in order to kind of like work with this thought that's emerging within you. Um, so it's such a gift that you have, and it's it's your greatest capacity for wisdom is helping people navigate thoughts. That is so fascinating. Yeah. That is so cool. I'm so happy you shared that with me today. Thank you so much, Nadia. Of course. Yeah. You just have, you have so many great things. So, so that's sort of, there are different, there are nine different centers in human design that people can learn about, whether they take in information from others and energy from others, or whether they create energy within themselves. Um, And then my favorite aspect of human design, uh, along with the profile, which is kind of like your Myers-Briggs, there are two numbers. Um, You're a 5-1 Gretchen, which means that you're meant to be, you're meant to be solving problems on a one-to-many basis. You're meant to be really playing big and universalizing truths and solutions with a lot of people. And so that's why podcasting makes so much sense for you. And you're a one line, which means that you're an investigator. You like to really dive deep and research the things that you're interested in. Um, Does that resonate with you? Yes, it absolutely resonates with me. As a matter of fact, I'm kind of laughing to myself right now because I can spend a whole day researching something. Yes. So, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And you have the same profile as my partner um, because you two are born so close together. So, he, whenever we're, you know, going to buy something, I'm like, let's just pull the trigger, you know, very intuitively based. And he's like, hold on, let's research all the reviews, let's look up what people said. And so, um, it's just so helpful. You're always trying to secure um, a, a strong foundation of knowledge in this lifetime. So, in addition to those qualities, my favorite part of human design are your gifts and your life path. So your top gifts, Gretchen, is the ability to put together a strategic plan. It's called the gate of ordering. You also, your second most top gift is called the gate of contraction, which is this ability to have a rich imagination and always feeling pressure to sort of live out your fantasies and have a bunch of different experiences in this lifetime. So much so that you might find yourself drawn to fantasy or fiction or different vacations. And my partner has this too. And he's always telling me, Nadia, like my gate of contraction was so happy last night because we tried a new (laughs) restaurant and we had this amazing view at dinner. And it's a very expansive energy that you're you're wanting to experience all that life has to offer you. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Okay. You nailed it. I don't know what to say. You absolutely nailed me without even really knowing me all that well. So there you go. Proof is in the pudding. (laughs) (laughs) So, and there's so many different gifts that you have in your chart, but altogether, your, uh, your top four gifts in this lifetime tell the story of what you're here to do. And your cross is called the, the cross of wishes. And so you basically just hold wishes for how society can and should be. And you have a very influential way of leading us there as sort of a voice of leadership saying, this is how good things could be. I know things seem really bleak right now especially, you know, being alive in 2022 with all of the chaos and the turbulence and the shifts. We're going through a lot of growing pains as a planet right now. And so your cross is so important, Gretchen, because you're kind of holding up the torch and saying, I know that there is a brighter future ahead of us and I have the tools and the ability to lead us there. 
for as long as I can ever remember, there's always been a silver lining in everything in my life. And I felt like it was kind of my duty to find that silver lining for other people as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And my partner, again, is it's so rare that he's born under the same sort of cross as you, but he's a a software engineer and a robotics, a roboticist. And so he's holding a, a greater vision for our technological future. Many people are terrified of AI and robotics and and he's like, there's a way that we can apply this that will actually help humanity versus hurt it. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Now, so you do human design work for individuals as well as you can do partners or relationships. And families. And families. Yeah. Yep. And I do workshops as well. Um, I've, I've worked with a handful of groups to just put together kind of a presentation to share you know, especially for people that have been working together in teams for a long time. Right. It just really helps people understand everybody has unique gifts. So rather than swimming upstream and doing a job that you kind of hate, how can you actually better position everybody to just be flowing downstream with the things that come most naturally to them? That is so powerful. I cannot imagine bringing you into a company or family and identifying each person's types and how they could better work together. I mean, that is a game changer. It's so cool. And what I would say, Gretchen, if you were in one of these workshops, I would say to work with Gretchen, you need to give her gut things to respond to. If she doesn't know what to do, give her options. Give her options so that she knows. She won't know until she feels it in her body. And give her space, like long creative hours to work on the things that she's excited about and allow her to have a very influential and strategic voice on the team. And that's kind of like a high level of what I would say in order to to help you feel most aligned and creative in a workspace. I love that. And if my husband is a generator as well, then it's best for me to give him options is what I'm hearing. But the the nuance is that he might be gut-based or he might be emotional. So look into that and the difference you know, for you as a gut-based decision maker, as you instantaneously know, and for him, if he's emotional, he would just need to just kind of like ride out his moods to know what's right. Aha. Uh-huh. Good to know. See how you can use that? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so helpful because I, actually the joke for two generators in a relationship is the biggest argument they get into is what do you want for dinner which is an open-ended question with nothing to respond to and they're like I don't know what do you want like I don't know and it's like the biggest tension and I always tell two generators in relationships like just go to a food app and see or uh, go to a recipe book or drive around in your town to see what speaks to both of you so it's it's less pressure on either of you okay so you've been in our house at night before (laughs) (laughs) Because that happens a lot. And I've definitely learned that giving options is the best way to go about that. Absolutely. Yes. It saves so much. And it sounds so simple, but it really is such an like frustrating experience for generators and manifesting generators. Like give me things to respond to and then I'll know. I won't know until I see it or feel it. Right. Right. Oh, so cool. There is so much to learn here, people. I love it. 
I'm so happy I had you on the show today. Oh, thanks for having me on, Gretchen. Oh, absolutely. I, I've been looking forward to this for some time. I actually learned a little bit about human design probably about three or four years ago. And I was like, I wanted to learn more about this. And so I'm so happy we connected. Yeah, it's it feels like it's right on the precipice of people really finding out about it and learning about it. I think that human design is going to have a renaissance over the next 10, 15 years, and I'm excited to ride the wave and bring it into corporate spaces and family units. And um, I think it has the potential to really cultivate love and compassion and self-understanding in, you know, we really need it on the planet right now. Absolutely. Now, I can see this going into maybe families that are having some challenges or into workplaces that need to be more harmonious and this bringing a whole new aspect of just love and caring and being able to just work together and collaborate with one another in just a much easier, softer way. Totally. Yeah. You said it, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. So good stuff here, Nadia. Where can people connect with you? So you can head to my website, NadiaLast.com. My last name is actually Last. I have a lot of people who are kind of incredulous when they hear that. And it's honestly, I hated it growing up. And now I'm like, it's cool. (laughs) Um, So NadiaLast.com. You can also find me posting about human design and other therapeutic modalities on at NadiaLast underscore. And I do human design readings, one-on-one, family, partnership, you name it. And we actually launched our very first human design training program, me and the business partner that I uh, mentioned earlier, who's emotional decision making. So we start that mid-April and we only have 15 seats. It's going to be a really intimate 12-week program to learn all of the nuances of human design. If you want to fast track your understanding of the system and start giving readings or bring it into your business for working with clients. Um, we've been sort of called into this. So many people get readings with both of us and they're like, wait, I want to learn so much more. So uh, we're answering the call, starting it uh, mid-April. There are only a handful of spots left at this point, but we would love to have you if you feel called and you can find that on my website. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. So if you're interested in working with Nadia, head on over to her website and check it out. And she has the wonderful program that's launching in April. And I just, Nadia, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show today and sharing all about human design and the wonderful different characteristics of each individual's design and how we can we can work together even better with knowing the different aspects. Yeah. So thank you, Nadia. I really appreciate you. I'm so grateful that you do this podcast, Gretchen. You're doing such good work and shining your light really brilliantly into the world. Thank you so much. Thank you again for tuning in to the Spiritual Life Management Podcast. I hope you had some great takeaways and enjoyed our visit with Nadia Last of Human Design and the current podcast. If you would like to connect with Nadia, you can reach out to her at NadiaLast.com or on Instagram at NadiaLast underscore. And if you would like to connect with me, your host, Gretchen Smith, you can contact me at GretchenSmith at gmail.com, or you can connect with me on Instagram as well at GretchenSmithCoaching. Until next time, have a wonderful day and namaste.